And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET10. And thank you for listening. Hello, fellas. What's happening? How's it going? Hey, man. Going good, man. What's happening? Can you identify yourself so people can right off the bat memorize your voice to your name? Nicholas? Yeah, my name's Yehitzin Nicholas Glennon. Uh, my name is uh, OC Notes, Otis Calvin. Thank you. People will put that in their head and remember it. Put that in here. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Good, man. man. Doing all right. Where are you, respectably? Beautiful day here in Sitka, Alaska right now. It's like... Oh, Yeah. We just braved like this wet, cold, dark winter for essentially all of 2020 and 2021. And the mm-hmm. sun finally has like surfaced. So it's magnificent. Nice. What's the temp? I mean, it's still cold. It's probably not <laughs> yeah. even 50 degrees. But when the sun hits in Alaska, kids are out like swimming in the ocean. Man. Even in this temperature, they're like, oh, it's yeah. It's crazy. I'm in Phoenix, bro. I can't do that. <laughs> 50 degrees is bonkers, man. That's, I'm not, I mean, I'm bundled up, man. I'm bundled <laughs> up with the 50 degrees. That's ice cold. Yeah. Shit. It looked like you caught a mean fish though yesterday, Nikki. Was that yesterday? I did. Oh my gosh, bro. This dude movie. caught a crazy fish. I saw it on his What'd Instagram. What'd you catch? Caught a halibut. I caught a few halibut, but. Ooh. A few. That's my favorite. Yeah. Fill in the freezer, man. I just sent my, my dad and my brother lived down in Puyallup and, uh, so I send them boxes of fish all the time that, you know, feed the family. So I just sent sent the last of my halibut to those guys, and, you know, back in the game. Do they ever want to invite me over? <laughs> so what's the, uh, Otis, what's the pandemic vaccine rollout vibe in um, Phoenix? How's it feeling? Man, probably how you would imagine, man. Like, it's, they got the little vaccine stations everywhere and all that. 
But like, you know, and a lot of people is getting vaccinated. Like I think most of my family, like my dad and them got vaccinated and all that. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely like, you know, shit happening. They started opening things up more within, the, I think the last like two months. And, um, you know, like you go to a spot and, uh, you know, they, they try to keep the social distancing or whatever. You got to have a mask and all that. But for the most part, man, people down here, like this is Arizona, man. This is some cowboy shit, bro. Like, or some wild yeah. west shit. You feel me? People don't like people telling them what to do. You know what I mean? And like, it's hot. So people usually be in the house anyway. You know what I mean? But yeah. like when they're out, it's just like, man, just leave me alone. You know? So most, I haven't really ran. I've seen a couple people who were on some blatant mask off shit, but they also looked like they were mentally ill. So it didn't surprise me. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, you look dirty, broke, and you're yeah. wearing a mask. Like you just want somebody to talk to you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? How about Sitka? What's it, what's it like up there? Sika was like NPR did a story on the community here because the vaccine rollout was so major. Like Native healthcare here was out there distributing it. It's I think it's a little easier in a small community too with mm-hmm. with uh, access. You know we're not lined up and battling for any type of healthcare in that situation. I suppose so it's an isolated island, man. So you know we have our cases of COVID and the count and the people paying attention because the schools close and accordingly yeah. if it gets numbers get higher but it's it's also outdoor lifestyle here so like it's easy to be outside doing things we're uh-huh. not and be isolated because there's not density of population here. there's only 8,000 people on this island right and I guess I've heard over the last few months that a lot of native communities have pretty high percentages of vaccination sounds like the organization is top notch compared to mm. Seattle for example Seattle is the worst place in the world though like you know <laughs> they do all that shit intentionally bro they're trying to kill all the poor people that ain't white so you know Seattle's hilarious to me bro you go on their twitter account and the mayor will say something like blah 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 or the, one of the stupid government like blah 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 and like, Seattle's such a great place we were voted number one and blah and then you just read the comments and it just tells you what Seattle is and I laugh I laugh because the next day he'll be making another post. And it's just like, bro, you know you lying, dog. Like, you can read your own comments and see that what you're trying to make your city look like isn't that. But it's just this refusal to be real. It's why I had to leave. It's just like, nah, y'all refuse to be real up there, dog. I can't wait to see yeah. that place blow up. <laughs> no well, offense. Like, I hope you're gone when that happens. <laughs> Thanks. So do I. Or you're on the, on the side of the people blowing stuff up. But, yeah, you already yeah. know. I recently heard Seattle is the most eager to get vaccinated. I wouldn't believe anything that comes out of anything there, bro. I just can't. They don't really, they're not honest. It's a, it's a, 100, uh-huh. a 100% lie-ass environment. Like, Bill Gates could, you know what I mean? You just got enough people there to make that place fresh, and they don't. So, you know, it's Sodom and Gomorrah right. to the fullest. Babylon. So in the last year, you guys were working on this record, um, but aside from that, were you working on other stuff? What What's your day-to-day? Did you get into any mundane day-to-day routines being stuck at home? Man, we've been working on this record for multiple years, and this cat, yeah. this cat Nikki's been building canoes and totem poles and going to Australia. Like, I, don't, I think that COVID, man, even with COVID, we still with the Palm Springs and the Indian land. Like, it ain't really been that mundane. Andy got a house full of kids. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, life's popping for Nikki G. From my perspective, shit. <laughs> yeah, this was this record was three years in the making. Yeah, it's uh-huh. been a minute. <laughs> there was lots of different like shifts throughout it, and for me, COVID was like time to be home. You know, like, mm-hmm. which means more work can happen. Like, I've been traveling for twenty years or something, so like time home means I get to be around the gang. It'd be in the studio every day. Yeah. So that, that's been the, the bonus over here anyways. Yeah, I'll call Nicky. He'll be in Chicago or he's in Italy or he's in Australia or he's in some other crazy place. So I can imagine like, you know, yeah, it, that had to have been a nice little slowdown. I didn't really think about it like that. But like, yeah, you have been traveling for 20 years, bro. <laughs> and it's not like the same type of travel where you're maybe a condensed tour or something. It was just continued. It'd be home for two weeks and then off again for a week or something. Yeah. And, you know, that interrupts everything. 
you know, home long enough to maybe not even unpack your shit and then, you know, off again. Yeah. When I was touring all the time up until last March, I usually had a bag packed because we did two weeks on, two weeks off. And it was like, I can't, what's the point of unpack? Just take the dirty shit out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what it was like before, right before COVID, that whole like year before that, I pretty much like lived out of the suitcase. I just didn't unpack really my suitcase from the last like Shabazz Europe runs and shit. And then I would just throw it back in the suitcase. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even use the drawers, man. You know what I mean? Right. Well, there's this idea that um, once we get back to normal in regards to the pandemic, that is, uh, we're going to retain some of these behaviors. I don't think we are really, but you know, I think people are going to want to go back to the office. I think there might be some germ phobia. Uh, what do you guys think about that? You think we're going to be changed forever, like like my grandfather's <laughs> depression behavior? I think squares will do what squares do, which is what they're told. You know what I'm saying? And they'll behave mm-hmm. in that manner. So they'll have all that fear that the media pumps into them and the bullshit and the government. And so they'll be running around, pointing their fingers at everybody who's not behaving like them. And then those with like, you know free minds and also who do like their own research or feel however they feel are going to live their life, man. However that is, man. But you know, you know me, I ain't about to run around. Like this whole shit has been bullshit to me, man. You feel me? So like, and, and the square, the squares is the loudest ones and the most angry ones you feel me and the most afraid ones. So that's what it's going to be squares mm-hmm. being squares. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I hope there's some change though. Some of this shit's like been beneficial, you know, like, yeah, like, like <clears throat> I mean, some of the unnecessary things that, you know, society's doing that doesn't have to continue on, like that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Not that I like Zoom and that, like, yeah. being in person is so much, you know, that exchange of being and being together is really, really useful for everybody and everything. But also, if I could just call in and give a university talk to like wherever in Idaho or Connecticut or wherever the hell it's, you know, I gave one yesterday to Missoula. Yeah. 45 <laughs> minutes to an, an hour or something, you know, that saves four days of travel, saves like getting out into these spaces and having two down days and like whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I think there's benefit in that in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. not just for the environment, but for like our scheduling days, you know, like stuff like that. So, I definitely um, agree with that. <laughs> also, I'm not mad that like the common cold and all these other things also. Yeah. Have, have you know, I got kids in schools that like Petri dishes, right? Every year yeah. when the school, di- school year starts, you know, send your Petri dishes out to yeah. bring home everything in the community. <laughs> so, there is some benefits to like, you know, some of these cultures and communities wear masks and normalize yeah. that when they commute, et cetera. I'm not mad at some of those things. Like I actually like the not being, having children bringing home these colds all the time and stuff, you know? That's real. That's definitely yeah. real. And I actually, you know, what's funny. I noticed that too, how, you know, shit, Cosmo ain't been sick for a minute. You know what yeah. I mean? So and then I wonder, is this going to like, you know, I got a, I've got a two-year-old. I'm like, what's this going to do for their immune system when they're, you know, they're growing up not being surrounded by all these things. All these kids bouncing around like they've not, not had anything built up in their systems, you know. Well, you know, Cosmo goes to school. We were like, at first we were going to be like, no, 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 just do online school. And we did that for a minute. But then it's like clearly takes a toll on her and shit. And so we were like, fuck it. We'll let her go to school because they have all these measures put into where she'd be okay. And yeah. it's interesting because <laughs> that in-school learning environment, man, is a real big deal. You know what I mean? And a lot of these kids that are just learning on their computers, some of them just can't really do it, man. They don't got the attention spans. They don't have the parents that need to yeah. be there to help them. You feel me? They don't got the Wi-Fi connection. They don't got the Wi-Fi connection. You feel me? Yeah. And and kids and, and also just playing with kids at recess is a big deal for a little ass kid. You know what I mean? So Yeah, man. It's, yeah. It's definitely gonna be interesting to see what it does to social skills. Also, yeah. like back to normal is such a terrible way to say things too. Because like normal yeah. was, was never good. Normal for somebody was somebody else's hell, man. So it's like uh we don't gotta go back anywhere. We need to keep moving. We need to keep making things better for everybody. 
in these spaces, like, like, go back for what? Right. And then obviously the other big part of our lives in the last year or year and a half has been the roaring social justice movement, which I think, thankfully, the pandemic has made maybe more people pay attention to it. Mm. Um, I think that's at least bringing consciousness, but there's no there's no shortage of uh, white people shooting people of color as of today. So I wonder what kind of change we're look, looking at in that regard. I mean, I think the oppressed are getting stronger. I think that a lot of wool is falling off of people's eyes. A lot of um, curtains are being opened and exposing the truth that people already knew. But for me, but the biggest thing I see is that the oppressed are getting stronger and like we're refusing to uh, get stepped on and don't really care that much anymore about making things comfortable. And mm -hmm. I definitely think that we've lived under a system for a long time that has made it difficult to do that. And we've kind of reached an end of a rope type level that has created a certain type of unity and um, quote unquote white people, because I don't believe in white people, um, white mm -hmm. supremacy, that machine is out in the open. And those that benefit yeah. from it are being faced with the reality of what side are you going to be on? Because the victory is already won. You know what I'm saying? The victory is already ours. But like, how yeah. do you, how do we want this to be? Like you, you cats really want it to be ugly, like super ugly, or just a little bit ugly. Cause it's going to be ugly. But like, what side are you going to be on though? You feel me? Like, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Cause like we already won dog. Like I, I thought about this the other day. I was like, I really worried bro. Like the the people who believe in the whiteness, they're the ones you should worry. Because that's what's happening is the, the bullshit is getting exposed. We're hella strong. Like the hood, the hood doesn't even come out. I was talking about this the other day. I was like, it's funny because you see all these crazy cats with guns and weapons out here, blah, 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 and screaming and stuff. It's like, bruh, the hood ain't even came out yet. Like cats with weapons, like they're not even out here. So y'all don't really mm -hmm. have a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like if it came down to like battling war, but it shouldn't have to come down to that. And we live in an age of actually being able to get to truth and information. And a lot of people who wave that white flag are dropping that flag. You know what I'm saying? And actually learning and just, you know. So I think, you know, until uh, until we get it, we got to get enough of those people to wake up so that we can handle this police issue, which yep. is a problem. And then I think we could really see a lot more progress maybe. But I think that the, handling this police is a real big issue right now because um, they're just too powerful of an organization. You know, yeah, they're relentless, man. Relentless, bro. Like every, every day, every day, there's something, right? Like <clears throat> it's like uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel like we're at a point to where we can find possibly some sort of common thread or unity to get to at least change or affect this police system. But there needs to be more, man. There just needs to be more. Mm -hmm. Too many people like the system, the white supremacists, of which there's just a lot, and that's really what's unfortunate. Is I think Cash really thought. That, oh, these were little small pockets in Idaho, Coeur d'Alene, or here or there, you know. And now yeah. what, what they've seen is like, no, like, you're a white supremacist. Your mother's a white supremacist. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, like, uh, it's just like, yo, boom, I, I, you know, I'm an alcoholic. Boom. I love to I use this example all the time, but it's real. I know that about myself, so I have to be careful about my alcohol intake. It also took me forever to be realistic about the fact I was an alcoholic. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? For me, I feel it's a very similar thing with white supremacy. It's, it's not easy to admit, but you got to do it in order to be effective in this change. Otherwise, you're only going to hurt. Because when you feel afraid, you're going to go and do the, what a white supremacist does. You're going to, you know what I'm saying? Because that's a natural movement. So I don't know. We'll see, man. I feel confident because I'm surrounded by soldiers. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about your record, too. Uh, you guys are both part of Silver Jackson, right? You collaborated on Silver Jackson. Well, we collaborated, but Silver Jackson is Nikki G. Neat, neat amplitude over here. Yeah, Silver Jackson was, you know, it was earlier project basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's a one piece that I like. It's like an eight minute song. It's called Impetus Epic. Oh yeah. 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 I wow. love that song, and it's you know it's pretty vast, kind of experimental, pretty wide open parameters of of genre, and um, I just love it. I, I that's a good headphone. Oh, man. It was created for uh, art installation. Yeah. So listening to that, I'm wondering, how did you get to Indian Yard from something like that? Natural progression, man. And we're, we can just move swiftly, intentionally yeah. across any of these ideas of paths that people might think they are, are 
genres or whatever. We can we could trek through any of that fairly easily, I think, when we all come together and work with the tools we have and the way we work. So Yeah. Indian Yard to me is it's a multi genre mix, but it has a little bit of a uh current production to it that is maybe a little more accessible. It's interesting again to to consider the Silver Jackson stuff with the new Indian Yard. And I, I see kind of a direct path where it's just kind of almost condensed, concise ideas. How did you work on that record? You've been said you've been working on it for three years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you send ideas back and forth? Did you get together? Yeah, for this, we worked together. We worked from afar, you know. We This was pre-COVID when it started, so Otis would fly up to my spot. I guess studio at home that I built and would fly in like other collaborators and musicians and just hit record. Like we recorded over yeah. like 40 songs probably for this project. Yeah. Uh, so it was just continual. And then the shift came when travel became less of a possibility and with technology and access, you know, definitely did some things in other studios with other artists from afar edited the tracks and back and forth and did stuff like that, which I think lends itself to the project music too, because as great as being in person and capturing things and ideas goes there, I think there's an equal amount of time or more even sometimes depending on what it is with, you know, shaping some of these things sometimes. Between like our solo stuff and our side project stuff. And then even our first Indian agent record that we did, like as a, as a group or whatever you could consider it. When we got this opportunity to do the, this record and we knew it was going to be on sub pop and how, you know, the possibilities that we were running with, we wanted to make something that could reach everybody, you know, to the best of our ability. You know what I mean? Like, yo, like, let's make a record that I, I mean, I say this, I, I said a lot to Nikki, but like, you know, I'm saying I, I want festival music, bro. I'm trying to have cats in that doing the holding hugs with the, with the lighters <laughs> in the air, bro. You feel me? Like that was the goal, you know what I mean? And so I always kept that in my mind, but then just being, you know, in his environment flying up, before COVID, I'd be in Seattle, so the, the ticket from Seattle to Sitka is not a bad one if you catch it at the right time. And he always mm-hmm. is like, come up anytime. So I'm always trying to go to Alaska anytime I can because it's dope. Like, who's not going to do that, right? And yeah. um, so we go up there and just vibe out. This is real natural. He's got a, every instrument you could think of, you know, and we just set them all up and made it so that, you know, um, we could always just record immediately whenever we wanted to. And we got the right cats involved to where it just kind of naturally made itself. And I like what you said about the restrictions of COVID because when we did have to like pass things back and forth over the internet, he would send me stuff and be like, yo, there's some new stuff Benji just laid down or whatever. Tell me what you think about it. It gave, I think, all of us an opportunity to listen to things in a different type of way because we could have easily been distracted by who knows what, you know what I'm saying? So to actually have the time to sit down with the music and really get into it distraction-free because where the fuck are you going to go? At least for me personally... I don't know if I want to say it makes it mean more to me, but I just feel like I really um, focused on this way more than I usually do on projects. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Also, the way the way I have to work requires, from personally myself, I'm not Zachy D who, who can just like show up with his guitar. You know, I have I have to like learn new chords. I have to understand what chords I just played because I don't know what those were i got i gotta like tweak and patch all the synth shit and try to like spend some fucking time man sometimes mm-hmm. and so isolation too takes pressure off and allows for some extreme like trying of new ideas and stuff without people waiting without putting people on like you know so i think there's a balance yeah in that. Mm. would you consider isolation a parameter on creating because I personally need to put parameters to get anything done. You know, I can hit the wall of that parameter and get bored with it. If it's an idea, you speak of synth. I was doing something like that this morning and I was like, all right, I got these chords strung together. Cool. Finally. Mm-hmm. Now I got to move on. But I had <laughs> to, I, I, I only could have, you know, have three chords cause I'm a drummer for one but, <laughs> but you know i had to, i couldn't get anywhere if i was just like all right any fucking chord i you know? i personally need i need some time and space <laughs> like that but that also when we're together like there's just trust man like i yeah. 
I, I think can, yeah, it I definitely can work works, with man. people I trust really well. Like like and we yeah. when when Otis is up here and Blood is up here and like Kachung, we hit a point in the way we move through like how we work, we were just cycling through the studio, not always together. It was just around the clock. Otis would be sitting down doing something. He'd go down and eat. I would come up and work on it. That's where the conversation would happen sometimes, mm-hmm. not even to each other, but in that space. And yeah. then we'd come back and forth, and it was just this, like, flow. That's the dope thing about Nikki, man, is that, like, Nikki is such a giving person and, like, so not selfish, especially artistically, that, like, we have the ability to do that, and there's no, like, arguments or anger, like, oh, you didn't keep that or you changed this. It's just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, like, uh-huh. we, you might not use anything I put down. You know what I'm saying? And that's totally cool because we're just – like you said, it's just a flow and we're just, you know, and um, that is a big thing. Like, I think it, it, what works out great is we all kind of have different styles. Like, Zachy D really is a guitar virtuoso. He could just just go full Hendrix, Steve Vai, take your pick, bro, and he could just do it immediately. And Nicky really is like, he's got so much patience that he can really patch a synth for a long ass time. Like, I don't have that patience. You feel yeah. me? Like, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Ableton going through the presets. You know what I mean? Because like... Like, I learned about it. I know how to do it, but I don't want to because I have an idea and I need to get it out now before I lose it. So, like, yeah. it's dope because Mandem will patch some crazy shit up or be like, yo, check this cool shit out, and I'll just go and play with it. I didn't have to do anything except for go and play. And But right. what it is is, like, yo, that's teamwork making the dream work, bro. Like, he had to still do the patch, so we, we all have different strengths. And then there's that also that addition of patience and everybody's humble enough uh, and there's enough love there to... No one's idea is going to get ridiculed, shit on, or tossed out. And no one's idea yeah. is like the golden nugget of ideas. It's like, let's come together and just make <laughs> the best the best shit we can. You know what I mean? And it's dope because shit, dog, we spent months on these songs. Which, you know me, bro, yeah. I'll fuck around and make a whole record in like two days, a day. You know what I'm saying? We spent months. Yeah. If we had rushed, if we had just been in a hurry, we would have never gotten a lot of the juice that made this yeah. record... You know what I'm saying? So this is real special. It sounds like true collaboration to me. The best collaboration ever. Yeah. Um, you guys have any plans to do this live? Or have you done any version of live streaming or anything? We ain't done no live streams. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, I think we're going to try to fly some people in in May. I got a new mm-hmm. studio space. I'm finishing rewiring it and getting it all set up so it can be, we have everything at our fingertips and then uh yeah we're, we're gonna pre-record and just record some shows in may that's our first like get together with this project so all right yeah. well in the meantime i want to play knives does that sound cool dope all right here it goes
All right, man. I like that tune. There's three singles out right now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. This this album is deep with singles, man. It sure is. Uh, what's your current favorite single? That's out. Sure, that's uh, out. Um, not... You know, I like parameters. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, knives right now for me, just because I practice. I try to practice these songs every day for at least a little bit, and it's just, it's just a. I can give my like Beethoven headbanger on. Like, <laughs> yeah. The keys are all hella epic and classical. It's just as fun. You know what I'm saying? And there's no swear words in that one. Our other single, I, I, I forgot that there, we say fuck in that song. I was like, ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Can't play that one for the kids. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, Close the Distance is like charting in Austria and shit. Oh, really? Wow, so we got to get out. We got to get out of Austria with David Hasselhoff and just hell like, yeah. Right. I go back and forth on like my relationship to which songs I'm, you know, yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with the process too that to get there and arrive at them. I always lean towards songs that other people are part of. It's my favorite. <laughs> so we yeah. really do, yeah. So I love Ishinstas's verses on synthetic gods. Synthetic gods is such a fucking mood too, man. Yeah, it, it is. On. Yeah. Ish went off on that one for sure. <laughs> he went off. So the Portugal, the men are on that tune, right? Yeah, sure. yeah. It's John Gurley. Yeah. And who? What other guests you got? It sounds like you got Shabazz. Shabazz Palaces, Jesse Huey, Kachung, Nathan Kiorga, Nick Hakim's on that Joker. It's Gaddaf, Rumgold, Rumgold. Who else we got? Um, Tayshawn. Tayshon, there you go. Thank you. Adrian Matika wrote Tay's, Tay's part, Tay's verse. Oh, yeah, cool. On that, on cool. that record. Oh, does she know if Ish gave Nicholas any drum beat? That could have been mine that I gave Ish about <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> nah, because all he did was lay vocals. Because I wanted to be on the down. record. Oh shit! You should man shit. Too bad if I, I wanted to accidentally be on the record. Oh man, yeah. get on, get I'm on like, the next. Ish hit us with this. Get on the next one, bro. We got man. We already sitting on another classic. Yes. <laughs> I'm 10 feet from a mic drum set. I'll oh, do it right now. Wait, wait, oh! we, can't, we, can't, we got blood on the record. We got Haley Deckel on the record. Thank you, bro. Come on. <laughs> we all need Eric. Yeah, we do have a song with three drummers. Yeah. All right. That's not enough. No, <laughs> never enough. Drummers got the right idea. Three, not enough, bro. It's not enough. <laughs> Nicholas, did you mix this? No. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. He hit him with the hard note. <laughs> I mean, the artist mixes were sounding good, but nothing like Blood's work. Come on. Yeah. And then nothing like Dan. Dandy sounds in Texas from are. Loma. From Loma. Yeah. Those, both of those. And Steve Fisk mixed back in that time. So, Which is low-key my favorite song right now, back in that time. Just to put that yeah. in there. Yeah. And out, the but... video for that is, is going to be coming out like May. Videos are ridiculous. All right. And the record's out April 30th, right? Holy shit, yes. yep. Oh, my God. It's so I soon. It's coming up. So exciting. Get the deluxe wax book version. There's only 500 made. Yep. Okay. And if you don't like it, you can put it on disc cogs for like four <laughs> times the price in <laughs> right? like two months. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's real spit. Somebody else will grab that shit. It's going to be rare. It's gonna be the, yeah. new, the new Pokemon card, man. In fact, that's what that's what, the, that's what it's the gonna book be. Is. The, it's just Pokemon. It's gonna cards. be the new NFT, man. The book is a, a physical NFT. Doesn't oh my God. consume energy. <laughs> Are you guys listening to anything? Anything yeah. new right now? Not it doesn't have to be new. It could be new to you. Anything that's yeah. killing you? Yeah. Always, always. Oh my God! Man. Can I just start real quick? Go yep. for it. I just the this new record by Nick Hakeem called Small Things with Roy Nathanson. Dumb. Ridiculous. Just dropped yeah. yesterday. I just put it on. I was like, I gotta I gotta live with this music for a little bit. Yeah. This this filthy man. But yo, yeah, man, Nick Hakeem is a is a killer, bro. I've been listening to this cat named Arthur for a minute. I've been bugging on this dude. Have you heard of Arthur? No. no. He's crazy. He's just like a nerdy dude, man. His songs are so dope. Uh <laughs> John Bapp, Ben Hickson are crazy. Uh, there's this dude. Um, what's old boy's name out in England? 
there's this R&B white dude out in England who I've been listening to. is hilarious, man. Um, he wears a do-rag. Just discovered him, but he's fresh. Oh, shit. I know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking like about? old dude. Yeah, like, his videos are lo-fi. Yeah, yeah. and the, he's always got a tall boy in his hand. Here we go. I found him. Boom, boom. What's the name of you, young lord? Spooky Black. Spooky Black. Spooky Black, yeah. bro. So, yeah, you know, he was on my radar. Check but... that out. <laughs> Uh, that new El Michelle's affair, that Yeti joint. Mm-hmm. Woo! Come on, man. Shit. <laughs> it's fire. Too much fire music. Oh, Ca- Casa Overall. Just He's been doing this uh, series oh, that's kind of yeah. based on Mad Lib Shades and Blue. And it's like his his flips of like songs that he likes, a lot of hip-hop shit. He just dropped part mm-hmm. two. And uh, Nappy Nina and Stoss are on it, if I'm not mistaken. But it's fire, bro. Yeah. All right. I got something for you. <laughs> Wawa Collective. Have you heard that? No. No. Yeah. It's I'm good listen. Add that to my Yeah, hit it. Khalil Al Zabar, man. Uh-huh. Get yep. into get into some of that if you can. I've All been right. listening to, to the last few records. Nep City designed the artwork on those last two albums. That's right, that's right. The music is fire. I met Khalil in Toronto briefly when I was out visiting Nep. Anyways. Um, well I'm gonna let you go, but I got one more question. What are you looking forward to in 21? Performing. Yeah. yeah. I would love that. Doing shows and going to shows. Yeah. I honestly think that's what's going to change the world, man. Yeah. Too many people have too much time at home on the internet alone right now. Like, Yeah. We need to just get ooh. together and just dance together, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and learn that, you know, hey, man, you might be different than me. I might be different from you, but God damn it, I love this Snoop song. Let's go. I love smoking <laughs> weed. Right. Let's go hit this spliff in the parking lot. Oh, shit. You like whiskey? Let me buy you a shot. Oh, shit. Okay. There's step one into fucking humanity, man. Do we really got to... I feel like we went back in time. Do we really got to go back to elementary school? I guess so. Open the club. <laughs> All right. Like real exchange, man. You know. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank I you. I appreciate your time. Um, take care of yourselves down south and up north. For sure. We'll be for in sure. the middle. We're gonna hit up with drums. We're gonna hit up Ish for that sample to put you on the next record. <laughs> He's yeah. good. I'm about to text him right now. Do you, you know? He probably doesn't even remember. He the... probably won't. He'll have to check his email from six years ago. <laughs> I bet you he'll remember. He has a pretty good memory, man. It's weird. All right, man. All right, you guys. Take care. Congrats. Thank it you. It really is a great record. Thank you Thank very you. much, sir. You have a great right. day. See ya. Peace, peace. Bye. Peace, brothers. Lessons on my dresser with the compressor. Do you wanna be the flame? You're gonna see the flames. And now you're gonna feel the flames. The clouds so high. And now you're under pressure.
like a pancake dip I'm on time, ain't no waiting on me You know sure how I plan to move You are lying, acting fake and lonely We puff cushion, dismantle you You too hype and too lame and corny You show up, we abandon you It's deciding you're safe and sorry It's just too much to handle you We provided the game and story You a product, we manage you You can fight, cry, and stay in mourning Slumping up cause you can't